Hello, hello, everybody. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the mass shootings. I'm going to talk about why you're justified to be paranoid despite what Neil deGrasse Tyson says because he is an intellectual yet idiot. So tune in. Don't drop out, but tune in. Also, I talk about um, a little bit of personal stuff, man. Why it's important not to give up when you're when you're just real close to making some progress. So take a listen. Hello, hello, everybody. This weekend and this today are becoming quite eventful, and I should say unexpectedly so. So it is Monday, August 5th, and why is it so eventful today? I'll tell you, everybody who's listening to me singing. It is because um, there was a mass shooting, two mass shootings over the weekend. I'm not going to get too in-depth about those. Obviously, those, that's crazy shit, man. We don't want to see that. I don't ever want to see that. I hate hearing about it. You know, it's it's messed up. Um, and I think that's about as far as we need to go there. Uh, I do not buy into the narrative off the bat that the guys were a white supremacist. Um, I'm reading stuff about their manifesto that they were had very much mixed intentions. One of them was a proclaimed... Uh, like socialist supporter, uh, one of them wanted gun control. I mean, it's all over the map. It, regardless, these guys are messed up. All right, that's all you need to know. The fucked up guys, and more information will come out. It's not really my purview. That being said, I still do not support more strict gun control laws. I think the problem in the United States is much deeper in culture than it is securing guns. And with people getting more and more crazy, I'm not one. I'm not wanting to take away guns from those who uh, are law-abiding citizens. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Now that being said, uh, there was a tweet by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil, 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 Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he is in some hot water over it. Now he's in hot water over it probably for reasons that I. Um, uh, do not agree with. So he posted something. He said, in the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 to medical errors, which is a lot, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents, and 42 homicide via handguns. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. So, right off the bat, I recognize this as bullshit. Uh, his stats are not bullshit necessarily. I think his stats are probably true. But what he's trying to do is pretend like our emotions are um, and our reaction to this are um, undue because we lose more people to other things. Now, what do I consider Neil deGrasse Tyson? For one, I just think he's arrogant. And now that doesn't mean you're wrong, though. Right, you could be arrogant and correct, and uh, I just there's something about him that just seems less uh, scientific than he is, and this kind of shows it. So I'm no expert, but as a student of Nassim Taleb, I have learned to spot something of a bullshit thing here. He's trying to play down the idea of a terrorist attack because that's I mean that's you would lump this into a terrorist attack event, right? A mass shooting like this. 
And he's trying to say because more people die of these other situations that they are, um, you know, our emotional reaction is overblown. Now, after li- reading Nassim Taleb and studying his work for a while about probability and uh, human behavior, uh, Taleb believes that humans are – a lot of our reactions to these things are actually not – actually, I love one of the things about Taleb's work is he shows how because of uh, certain aspects of probability of data and statistics that in fact – a lot of times when people – when scientists think we behave irrationally, that we in fact are behaving rationally. So why is it that we are behaving rationally when people are outright raged and scared about mass shootings or other terrorist attacks? So first off, um, I'll give you – I'll tell you uh, what I think about this. So right off the bat, I thought this was related to randomness, right? So for example, if you go into – a doctor's office and you're having surgery or you're getting prescribed, um, there is a certain, you know, there's a percent chance that is somewhat knowable and understandable that you might get fucked up, right? That you might get the wrong limb chopped off, that you might get the wrong medication and die. Something along that line is somewhat statistically predictable. And it's also something that we could, you know, we can work to mitigate over time. And um, it's not necessarily going to explode in number, right? Unless all of a sudden all doctors get super drunk on the same day, you're not going to see a huge explosion, a huge random explosion of medical errors. You might see slow changes over time, but generally speaking, there's what we call a normal distribution. And that is the key to what Nassim Taleb states is he's got a really good thing on YouTube about it. And somebody else had uh, brought it up earlier, and he actually talked about it with Bill Gates as well. Um, And in his thing, he says you never compare like shark attacks or you never compare car accidents to – should never never compare car accidents to terrorism. Yes, and this is the same thing. You don't compare car accidents to a mass shooting. You don't compare them to terrorism, and here's why. Um, after re-listening to his thing about naive empiricism, terrorism, and Ebola, one problem with things like terrorist events, okay, or like Ebola, something like that, is we don't have enough data on those events. So one thing that uh, Nassim Taleb points out is, so for example, um, if we look at a statistic about how many people die in terrorist attacks, there, there was a great example by Nassim Taleb where in the New York Times they posted that it was like 1 in 17 million, and then the next year it was like 1 in 6 million, and that's a huge difference. Uh, still obviously – or it seems diff- like a big difference to me, but obviously still small. The problem is is that we the, – the situation with – using the statistics to compare is bullshit for one because – the terrorist events are – I guess they are uh, – they are not able to be modeled in a regular distribution. So you can't say like on average we lose this many people to a terrorist attack every year, right? You could say for this point of time we have, but you can't really say on average because you don't know the – you don't have a big enough picture. The events are too rare to actually understand what the average of these events are. Now you can take an average of the past, but it doesn't necessarily tell you anything about the future. Here's an example. 
Um, up until 9-11, there was no terrorist attack that at least I know of in the United States that killed 3,000 people at once, right? So that alone would be a rare event. And, you know, he w- I guess that would be called a tail event. I'm not exactly sure. But that is an example of what Nassim Taleb is talking about. So if you were to go, oh, look, you know, terrorist attacks are so rare, blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, one day three people, 3,000 people are gone out of, out of nowhere because of a terrorist attack. Then all of a sudden that um, in one day – you lose 3,000 people to an airplane flying into a building. Well, that's more than 500 to medical errors. That's more than 300 to the flu. That's more than 200 to car accidents. And then here's another a hypothetical, right? What if one day a terrorist blows up a nuclear bomb and it kills, you know, like 500,000 people? Then the statistics totally change. Right, the basically in one day you could have a terrorist attack that totally changes the statistics of a of the of a terrorism or mass shooting. Whereas from a day to day, it's extremely unlikely that you're going to have a big change in medical errors from year to year. Right, like I said, it's possible, but in you know unless you have some really really strange shit go on where everybody gets drunk at the same time, everyone gets on drugs at the same time. There's some kind of weird crazy whatever um the the probability of that happening is so much more smaller than a terrorist attack now one of the things is is we don't even have the information to talk about the terrorist attack so when people try to say you're more likely to die from a uh from a car accident than a terrorist attack the problem is they don't really know the statistics of the terrorist attack because there's not enough of them and we also know that they are random and they can be extremely deadly, right? So like I said earlier is you might – we might not have a terrorist attack here since 9-11. Then somebody blows up a dirty bomb that kills 500,000 people in a day, right? So that changes the, the statistics drastically from, oh, you have one in one million chance to, oh, shit, actually, you have a much higher chance if you just look at the statistics. So that's why the statistics – this is my understanding. That is why the statistics are bullshito. Bullshito. You hear that dog growling in the back? What an idiot dog. Um, and so he also got on to Bill Gates for his situation too because Bill Gates posted something about um, what Americans die from and what they search for on Google a while back ago. Let me see if I can pull this up here. And I think it was about – man, I can't even read it on here very good. But it was basically like more people are uh, – basically more people look up causes of death that they're less likely to die from and um, the situation and basically the reason why – yeah, so then the – you know, what Taleb basically – so to bring this back to Taleb and um, – and paranoia is is that Taleb says, okay, our fear of these events that our fear of these events is um, justified because they are not only are they random or they can be random, but they can also be the effect of them can be gigantic, and we don't know what the effect can be, but they can be huge. So 
Whereas, you know, uh, with other things that follow a more regular statistical property that we're used to, they are – the effect of those is not as high. And so – or and we see them coming. They're more predictable. So it's totally understandable for us to be worried about a terrorist attack because a terrorist attack could obliterate 3,000 people overnight. Right. He also brings up in one of his things on YouTube, he talks about Ebola. Right. Ebola, people try to say, oh, well, more people die of other shit than Ebola. It's like, yeah, but Ebola is so deadly that if it gets out of control, it could go from being less deadly than a car accident to being much more deadly than car accidents in the span of like, I don't know, maybe a month or something. And so that's why Taleb says, um, you know, it is, we are not stupid. People are not stupid for being worried about this because. Neil deGrasse Tyson represents what he would call an intellectual yet idiot. So somebody who uh, doesn't necessarily understand everything he's talking about. And I agree. I agree. So, you know, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I declare, is an intellectual yet, yet idiot uh, by the, the – what's it called? Uh, standards of Taleb. And I will – Follow those standards over Neil deGrasse Tyson's um, any day. Uh, honestly, just if you just listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson's interviews on stuff, like I am not going to pretend to have more knowledge than him on astrophysics or about the universe, cosmology. Uh, but when it comes to other things regarding you know policy or social science or whatever, I mean he's no more of an expert than me. As crazy as that sounds, I mean that's. Kind of true, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he would be qualified to guide policy any more than anybody else, to be honest. So, um, on that note, I would consider myself. Um, you know, I think you know people are best governed themselves on a local level, and uh, you know that's that's where I stand on a lot of things, actually. So, yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson, intellectual yet. Idiot, and you, everybody should go ahead and look into. Uh, it's called "Naive Empiricism: Terrorism and Ebola" by Nassim Taleb. Um, he has a YouTube channel called "NN Taleb's Probability M O O C S Mooks." I don't know what the hell that means, so gonna leave it there. Um, now, what else, man? I'll tell you what. Interesting shit coming out of China. I'm not gonna go into depth on this episode because i'll have another more specialty china episode coming up here but it looks like china is struggling with the yuan that is their currency and it looks like they are going to be um it just looks like their financial system is in danger and it's a little too complex for me to fully understand but some of the people some of the quote-unquote experts that i do follow online are all waving the red flags right now about the crazy shit that's going on. So that will be interesting to look into. Now, let's see, guys. Um, what else? What else do I want to talk about? Let's talk about uh, staying strong, dude. Staying strong, guys, gals and girls. Man, I want to tell you, from my own personal experience, you know, a lot of times the last couple of months I've been feeling good. That being said, there are some times uh, recently where I've, you know, just, I don't know, been some more ups and downs. And that's okay. That's just how life is. But I'll tell you what. 
I went out this last weekend, went out um, salsa dancing. And while I was out, there was a, a part of me felt, I don't know why exactly, and I felt a little bit down in the dumps, man. I just, uh, you know, sometimes when you go out and it could be, you know, it's there's a, it was very crowded, so it's hard to get a hold of a good dancer sometimes when that's the case because they're like really, you know, and they're in high demand and, and you got to be real quick to grab somebody. So it's, at times I felt, you know, like, damn, I just couldn't get a good, good dance in at times. Um, and then also, you know, I had, uh, there was a girl that I was really interested in that goes to, to that place. And so, of course, you know, I had to run into her and, and that was, you know, it's fine. But it was one of those things where you're just kind of like, man, night's not going as well as I wanted. It's not as fun as I wanted. But I fucking told myself, I'm like, dude, you just got to, you got to persist. It's so funny. I just told myself, you got to stay in here. You got to stay in the game, figure it out, have some fun. Just figure this out, man. Go in there, have some good dances. Sure enough, uh, probably uh, later in the, into the night, I had a handful of really good dances. Made the night totally worth it, man. And I know it's small, small shit. Um, but it's these little small fucking victories, man. Like you don't understand how important those are. Those little bitty times where you um, you want to give up. It could be small, man. It could be small. It could be lifting a particular weight at the gym and you just, ah, fuck it. I'll do it later when you could really just have someone spot you. Actually, I had three of those moments this weekend. This is one of them. But I'm so glad I stayed because, man, I felt so much better afterwards. Here's another one. Uh, before that, I, you know, I import some stuff from, from China and I haven't been selling them that well, but I'd been trying to sell some to this lady for a while here in my area. And I was just about to give up. And I said, ah, fuck it. Uh, I, I just, I'll wait for her. I had to wait about 15, 20 minutes, which I don't like to do. And when I offered to sell her two of the items, she took it and actually paid me a little bit extra. And I was like, damn, that's cool, man. Excellent. I'm so glad that I chilled out for a second and made that sale because then it gave me the money to – gave me the cash to actually go out dancing that night. Third one, lifting weights. So I'm a small guy, not a big guy, but uh, I bench right now. My max is probably just a little over 200 pounds and I um, was – I have had to change my form a little bit. Where for a while, I wasn't coming all the way down to my chest. I was coming close, but I wasn't coming all the way down. Then when I started making that change, yesterday is the second time I did it coming all the way down. You know, I used to a long time ago, but not recently. Recently, since I started doing it again, I got a guy to spot me, and I struggled, man. A couple times, I really struggled because uh, I was doing singles, and... There was a guy there that was just just maybe provided a uh, just a little bit of a um, uh, help on it, and it really really helped helped me get the weight over the 
the threshold. So that was solid. So guys, that's what I'm telling you, man. Don't give up. And also, listen to Nassim Taleb. You get a lot smarter.